Welcome to the Transformative Principal Podcast, where we learn how to be an amazing educational leader. I am your host, Jethro Jones. Are you ready to be a transformative principal? I'm looking for about 10 people who are ready to do what it takes to lead with integrity, find balance, and take your school to the next level. If you're looking to improve your leadership in a measurable way, go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind to see if you qualify to join a group of like-minded people who are ready to be the best principals in the country. Welcome to Transformative Principal. This morning we are talking to Jonathan Wenstrom from Michigan, who is going to talk about his school-wide meetings that he does every week. He's just in the beginning stages, but it's an exciting idea and something that I think could help. He's going to talk about how that ties into character education and the powerful things that they are doing. I would also like to invite you to be part of the Mastermind for Administrators. If you are an aspiring administrator and want to be part of that, that there's an option for you as well. Go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind and schedule a call to see if you qualify for that. With summer coming up, we principals have a unique opportunity to get a lot of work done with no students and few teachers. If you want to learn a goal-setting program that makes your goals come to life, go to transformativeprincipal.org and sign up for the email newsletter and get my goal-setting framework that helps me accomplish a lot in a little bit of time. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I am very excited to have Jonathan Winstrom on the podcast today. Um, He is a 21-year education veteran and has been principal in three schools now, and right now he's in Livonia, Michigan at a pre-K through fourth grade. And we're going to talk about a lot of great things today, so I hope you enjoy it and we look forward to having you learn from Jonathan. Jonathan, please start by telling us anything that I missed in that introduction of you, anything you want everybody to know. Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you. Uh, thank you, Jethro, for inviting me. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Um, I do want to share out that any good ideas that I share, I have borrowed. Um, I've learned along the way. I've had some great mentors. I've had some great peers that I've worked with and connected with. So uh, most of the ideas that I implement in my school, many aren't original. Many are ideas that I've borrowed from other great educators. Yeah, and appreciate you saying that. And uh, the reality is, is that you are here because you're actually doing the things and that is important. Action is important. And I appreciate you uh, recognizing others' hands in your action, but we're excited to talk to you about some of the things you're doing. So the first thing that I wanted to talk to you about was the school-wide meetings that you're doing. Can you talk a little bit about where you are in that process and what that looks like for your school? Sure. Well, we are a PBIS school, so we've been working with PBIS for the last six or seven years. So we have a lot of things already implemented. One of the things that um, I've been doing for the last, I'd say, four, maybe five years, um, are monthly uh, student of the month meetings where we focus on a different character trait. Um, In the last two years, those have been Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits. So we've been doing a lot of research and work with the Seven Habits as well and blending that with our PBIS. So we've had a monthly assembly format 
school-wide where we get together, we talk about what we want to do in our school, how we behave. We have our, what we call our three to be pledge, where we pledge to be respectful, responsible, and safe. We also focus on that habit each month. Along with those monthly meetings, we have poster contests where students can submit their interpretation of what that habit or character trait is. I also invite parents in for the monthly assemblies, and we average 90 to 95% attendance rates for the parents of those students being recognized each month. So it's been a nice way to incorporate not only the character themes that we're working on, building a school community, but also inviting the parents in as well. Right now, we are in the process of expanding that to a weekly meeting. Again, I borrowed the idea from a friend who was doing what she called sunrise and sunset meetings at the beginning of each week and at the end of each week. I brought that to my staff the last month at our last PBS meeting, and there was a lot of excitement around that idea. So beginning this uh, the next week when we come back from spring break on April 4th, we will begin a weekly, in addition to our monthly assemblies, a time for us to build community. And I'm looking at this very similar to what many teachers are already doing as uh, morning classroom meetings and doing a morning school-wide meeting. And uh, a nod to Sean Gallard, we're using, we're calling these meetings Celebrate Monday meetings. Short, 20 minutes where we will we will do our student-led announcements that we do every day in the gym. We will be doing that uh, in our morning meeting where we say our Pledge of Allegiance. We also have our three-to-be pledge. And we will be showing a short video clip of an inspirational video. I often share out a quote of the week, something that ties in with our character theme. And in addition to those things in our setting all together in the gym, we're going to be talking about ways that We can make it a good week and the ways that we can celebrate Monday and show respect and uh, honor one another um, as a community, um, as a school. That's great, man. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And let's let's talk about uh, some of the parts of that. One of the complaints that I would think you would get from teachers or others is that having a weekly meeting seems like it would take away time from instruction. What's your response to that? I'll be honest, I had that same concern when we first talked about this, uh, but as we brainstormed as a staff and as a uh, a team, uh, we felt that the time spent as a group and building that community each week would actually uh, decrease behaviors that might interrupt the learning process later on. Uh, the teachers who have been using the classroom morning meetings have found that that 20, 25 minutes uh, each day or each week really has actually increased the time on task for students. So our goal is to do this at a school-wide level so that a little time up front will help save time later on throughout the week with time on task. I'll be honest, this also wouldn't happen without support. I have support staff who are helping the kindergarten students get ready because it's difficult to get five and six-year-olds down to the gym five minutes after they've come in uh, from the bus. So this is going to be a team effort of making sure that everyone gets down. Plus, we're also, we've moved our morning announcements to the gym for those days um, because that's normally time that we 
we do announcements in the classroom over our public announcement uh, system. And so now that will take place in the gym. Again, we thought that having the face-to-face and more intimate setting for our announcements would be a good thing as well, too. But it's also saving us time. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty response to that. Those of us who do PBIS and things like champs and and other trauma-informed practices, things like that, recognize the value in getting the preventative stuff in place. And it sounds like that's the purpose of this is to have some preventative measures to help students make better choices. Talk a little bit about the videos that you show as part of your meetings. Well, it's a combination. Um, We do have some student-created videos uh, that we use that I usually show at the monthly themes, uh, at the monthly student of the month assemblies where students are acting out or talking about ways that they can demonstrate a particular habit or character trait. But also I've just collected over time, just a a collection of short inspirational videos. Often I will share out with my weekly blog, with my staff, some little clips. I try to keep all videos uh, three minutes or less. And so over the past two years of collecting those for the staff and sharing them out at staff meetings and in blogs, I want to tap into that group. And I think the students would also benefit from many of those uh, inspirational videos. And they range on a variety of topics from perseverance to honesty to just uh, making a difference in the world and doing our best and being kind. How wonderful. That that sounds like a great collection of uh of videos. Do you have that in a format where you could share that? You know what? Not in a compiled format. In my weekly blog, I try to put an inspirational short clip video each week or almost every week. And my blog is located on sparkoflearning.blogspot.com. Hey, I'll make sure we put a link to that in the show notes so that people can go through and find some of those. I know for a lot of principles, there's just time and energy where you need to find those things. And we like to, as you mentioned at the beginning, ride on the coattails of others and stand on the shoulders of giants and use the things that they've already done. So we'll make sure we have a, a link to that so people can go check that out and see some of those. I imagine for that age group, you're using some of the Kid President videos. Absolutely. Love Kid President. And gosh, I'll be honest, many times um, it may be from a conference I've attended where they'll show a short inspirational video clip. Um, It may be from a peer who has forwarded on a video. I try to collect from everywhere I can. And again, most of those can be found uh, in my weekly blog. And like I said, over the past two years, there's gotten to be quite a collection of videos. Cool. I really like that. Thanks for sharing that. I'd like to take a moment here to talk about how people can support the podcast. If you go to transformativeprinciple.org and over on the right, there's a little button that says become a patron. You can become a patron. And for anybody who donates a dollar or more per month, you can become a patron and get a copy of my book, The Paperless Principle, for free. And anybody who donates $5 or more per month can get the members-only Transformative Principle podcast feed, which gives you the interviews as I listen to them or as I create them rather than as I uh, release them. I release them every week and you can get them a little bit early. So if you would like to do that, please go to my website, transformativeprinciple.org. 
and click on become a patron or go to patreon.com slash Jethro Jones. Thanks so much. So Jonathan, one of the things that you mentioned was talking about Stephen Covey's seven habits as part of your student of the month. Can you talk a little bit more about that program and what that does for your staff and students? Absolutely. Well, about two years ago, our staff, we try to read a book every year as a group. And about two years ago, we we all read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits. I went through pretty in-depth training, a five-day training with several other principals, and we really were determined to integrate it into everything we're doing in school already through PBIS. So after the staff read the book, we all purchased uh, classroom books, Seven Habits for Kids, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Kids. And in those books, there's a lot of activities and social stories that can be shared out with the students. And a lot of our teachers are using those in their morning meetings and tying in our seven habits. Another thing we've done is I do a weekly parent blog as well. And in that blog, often I will share out what theme or or habit we're working on for the month. Um, Sometimes give out some resources uh, to parents as well, possibly a video clip. And our poster contest now for the seven habits has been a big way uh, to involve students even more of they can work with partners, they can work individually of designing a poster to put into an image of what that habit means for them. So the winning poster, which is something neat, we're tying in our art teacher has agreed to meet with those students each month and on a larger canvas, actually working with them of transferring their poster onto a canvas to be displayed into the school. We're currently on our third round of doing that. Um, And it's been a big hit with the students and also something that's tied in with beyond the classroom teacher and also something that can be displayed throughout our whole school. Cool. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that's really been uh, kind of a neat uh, branching out of the seven habits. That's something we started this year, but we've been doing, working with the seven habits for about two years. Uh, One other big thing for me, and I think uh, for our school, has been including parents. Uh, We know that students perform better when there's a partnership between home and school. So one of the things we've tried to do is involve parents in a couple different ways. One, I've been to um, positive phone calls on a daily basis. Now, that doesn't always happen, but I sure try for it, that every day that there's some type of parent positive contact where I call and share out something great that a child has done. As I said before, when we do our monthly assemblies, those parents, those students are invited, and it amazes me uh, that people will take time off of work. They'll bring in grandparents and so forth for a 25-minute assembly, and I always mention the profound impact uh, that has uh, for our students and the message it sends that what's happening at school is important. Another way we've included parents is through the Class Dojo process. All of our teachers are currently using Class Dojo, and something new uh, that I learned this year of a feature that's a classroom wall, very similar to the Facebook format, where teachers can post up pictures of what the students are doing. And we've noticed that we've had an increased parent response to that feature. We have a very high English language learner population in my school. We're about 24%. 
And it's a variety of languages, not one language. I think we have 15 languages represented in my school. So uh, for our parents, seeing those pictures of what's going on and maybe, maybe making a short comment has really been powerful of connecting what's going on in the classroom or our habit or theme for the month with the parents and getting them uh, involved as well. And finally, we are just in the process right now. We partnered with another school and are using some of our funds from our preschool program, our Great Start Readiness program, as well as some Title I funds to sponsor a parent program for Love and Logic. Uh, It's a program that um, I've attended, I've gone through, and I think will be very beneficial to our parents. And it's just another way through three evening course that we can involve our parents and bring them in. And all of those things together really make uh, things successful for our students. Man, there's there's definitely a lot going on there. Let's talk a little bit about the positive phone calls on a daily basis. How do you make sure that that happens? And I know you you said you're not perfect, so I'm not expecting perfection here. But how do you make sure that that happens? And how do you keep track of doing that? I know a lot of principals who have wanted to do that and have started doing that. And then I've heard some stories of principals who have called the same kid three weeks in a row because they weren't keeping track. So what are some of your strategies for dealing with all that? Well, it started off with making those positive phone calls for the student of the month assembly. So every month I was already making 16 phone calls. And so I thought, why not just expand that out and make another 16 phone calls and have one for each day? And so what I started doing, and actually I started in, in New Year's, I took the 66-day challenge. Another administrator had shared that with me as talking about making positive habits and that it takes 16 or 66 days to do that. And she actually gave me a little calendar. Uh, with 66 days where whatever it may be, whatever habit you're trying to do in the schools that you would keep track of. So I actually took that calendar, photocopied it, gave it to all of my staff and said, hey, if there's something you want to try, you know, here's your your challenge sheet. Well, for me, that challenge was contacting uh, students, uh, parents on a daily basis. So I actually took that calendar and started writing in names of students as I called them. So for me, it was an easier way of, of keeping track of who I had called and also having that reminder sheet in front of me. Now, all of that being said, I will be honest, there will be days where I have not made that positive phone call. And sometimes I'll try to make three in one day to make up for those. But it's certainly been my goal and something I've been striving toward this year. Yeah, and that is that is so important to have some way to pay attention to that and know what's going on. We've tried uh, Google Docs and doing a little survey form that you fill out and using a FileMaker Pro database and a bunch of different things. And before you get all mired down in that stuff, it's just important to make sure that you are reaching out and making those phone calls. And, you know, that can have a really positive impact. What are some of your favorite stories from doing those positive phone calls home? Well, I get a chuckle because many times when I call, uh, there's a a sense of panic from the parent when they first hear my voice. And I say, this is John Wenstrom. I'm calling from our school. And there's always that moment of, okay, what did my child do? (laughs) Because many times I try to make these positive phone calls to students who may not always get that uh, positive feedback. And so I'm trying to make those deposits, as we say, so that if there is a situation where I have to talk 
talk about a, a tough scenario, I already have that relationship established with the parent. So that's, I always get a chuckle out of that, of the, oh, oh, what happened? And then, you know, sharing out that good news and hearing the the joy and the happiness in, in parents. And so I'd say that's my, my biggest thing of just hearing the joy in the parent's voice. Um, and also a sense of pride. Again, for, for some of these uh, students who are getting these positive phone calls, uh, they may not get a lot of that uh, positive feedback because they may not be the, the best academic student, or maybe they're not the student of the month, but they're trying. And maybe they demonstrated a character trait that we're talking about. Maybe they just simply helped another student. So they can be for everyday uh, things and just helping out, being a kind student. They can be for something big like starting up a project that we have a Youth Making a Difference program. So there's a wide spectrum of things that students may get a phone call from. Well, that's really cool. And it sounds like there's a, a cascade of different opportunities that are available for kids to have positive interactions with the school. And I think that that is so, so vital for our students to be able to have that happen. That was a great interview with uh, John Winstrom, and I hope you take some of that and apply it to your life. Please, if you will, share this podcast with those that uh, you work with and those that uh, want to be transformative principals like you are, because you're listening to this, you are striving to be a transformative principal also. Next week, we're going to continue the conversation with him, and he's going to talk about PBIS and the things that are going on at John's school and how to build the fundamental skills of collaboration, perseverance, grit, and things that will serve them in any job or anywhere that they are. So great conversation coming up next week. Thanks so much for listening to Transformative Principle. Transformative Principle is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts.